Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. What is up, witches? What is up, witches? It's been a time. It has. It's it's been a time and a place and a whole whole thing. Mm -hmm. I literally want to rip my fucking head out. I mean, hair, not head. So uh, there's a lot of chaotic energy going around right now because of the full blood moon. I think it's a blood moon. Yeah, yeah. it's a full blood moon eclipse. Blood moon. Yeah. It is a blood, it's out for blood, um, but it's also the flower moon, which I love. I love flowers. Yes, yes. <laughs> which is so, it's so nice. I just feel, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like there has been, it, I honestly never knew that there was like a shadow period before, before uh, Mercury retrograde. I never mm-hmm. knew that, which is like the buildup. And let me tell you, this fucking buildup has been awful. It has yeah, been it's, awful. <laughs> it's almost doubly unfair because yeah. Mercury retrograde sucks to begin with. And then we have a shadow period before that. It's like, why does this need to happen? Yeah, not not cool. Not cool. Not <laughs> cool. Not cool. Well, let Sean, how was your week? How witchy was your week? My week has been good so far. So I'm up in the middle of the woods for a week and the woods. the woods and I am living my best green witch life um I oh did my God. I did a shit ton of planting uh which I feel like we're kind of finished but we're probably not because there's always more to plant um, I'm so excited to come and just like see everything once it's like officially in bloom and stuff yeah, it's it's pretty beautiful. Um, we did like um we we did a pumpkin patch. We're doing a pumpkin <laughs> patch coming autumn twenty twenty one. Um, yes, we did a bunch of tomatoes. We did a whole shit ton of lavender because I told you guys I want to do lavender bundles. Um, I have like a more herbs than I probably need. Um, and never, never. the baby bunny survived. So I don't know if I talked about this previously, but when we were turning over our garden beds in, in the beginning, we found uh, like a, a litter, I guess, of, yeah. of baby bunnies. Um, and we covered them back up. We checked to make sure that they were like, okay, and there was no blood or anything, um, but we covered them back up. We saw mom return to the, the garden bed like a day later. So we knew she was coming back. Um, and if you ever find baby bunnies in your garden, um, even if you touch them, mom will come back and they're usually not orphaned unless you find a dead full grown rabbit somewhere close. Mm -hmm. So please don't like interfere if you don't need to, they're very difficult to raise. But, um, I saw that one of them has like, you know, stayed stuck around. One of them is a local, local bunny. And now he lives in some grapevine. They, he, she, they, I don't know. They live in some grapevines and um, that's like a little ways from where they were born. So he's sticking around and I'm so happy that they they survived. Did you name it? No, because I don't want to get attached. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also like, he probably, they probably have a name. And Probably. I don't want to imp- impress my <laughs> my name upon them. So Aww, I might so have wonderful. to start calling them flower though. I don't know. I just like completely went back on what I just said, but I was, flower would be a really cute name. It would be because it's like, it's, you know, it's flower. Uh, it's flower. There isn't like a male or female nece- necessity association with it. Cause I believe in Bambi, uh, the, the rabbit was named flower, but it was a male rabbit. So oh, yeah. 
I think that's fine. So we'll just go with flower. Just go with flower. I love that. <laughs> and how witchy was your week, Court? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, uh, there has been a lot of energy that I just cannot deal with and handle. It's been, it's been honestly like really rough for me as the empath that I am. Um, I've had a lot of days where I literally want to, like I said, rip my head out or rip my hair out. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of crying. There's just, it's just a lot. I feel like a lot of people are going through the motions and I feel that with them. And then I really seep that into me. And then, but then just like chaos, there's just a lot of chaos going on. But I will say last night I opened my, uh, front door and the moon was there and mm -hmm. Celine was right there. And Sean, I love that you saw her when you mm -hmm. texted me. You're like, oh my God, I see her. I like started tearing up. And then when I saw Celine, like I just was looking out my front door for like 20 minutes. I was like, oh. yeah, it was crazy. Like Zach and I went out. I didn't do too much for this full moon. Um, I did nothing. I Yeah, I, I just wasn't vibing with the energy to do any kind of like usually with, um, and this is not, you know, like this is just my opinion for eclipse moons um, or eclipse lunations. It's it's a great time for like release magic and cleansing magic. And mm -hmm. I didn't really do like, you know, I, I've kind of done a lot of releasing. So I kind of just was like reinforcing what I was releasing, but I just went outside and I did some moon gazing with Zach after like a long day of like cleaning and planting. Yeah. And I was like, do you fucking see that? And he was like, what? And I was like, the face, the woman's face in the moon. Do you see it? And he was like, no, but do you see it? And I was like, yes. And it's Celine. It's fucking Celine. So that was really cool. Cause I had never seen like a face in the moon before. So, I mean, yeah. I talk about you all the time to her. She knows she you. She probably just wanted to pop in and be like, Hey girl, I, yeah. I see you. Like I, I see, see you. you. Like thanks <laughs> for being a great friend to court. Like, truly yes. Our goddesses definitely appreciate our relationship, I think. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that we were talking about like cleansing and like also talking about flower, the bunny, like mm -hmm. protecting because what is our episode about today? Our episode is about protection magic. Yes, we got the like, Google Doc back. We do. It's it's definitely like a favorite um, form of magic of mine. And I think it's something that a lot of people like that's what draws a lot of people to witchcraft initially. And there's a lot you need to, I think, learn about protection magic, about like your grounding and just like all the basic one-on-one stuff. I think any practitioner at any point in their journey, whether you're a beginner or a veteran, definitely it's, it's worth it to read through this a lot in yeah. your career. Which is so crazy too, because like you don't realize how much protection magic you actually do daily. Like you don't even realize it and you do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that we just like kind of work into our daily lives. And I think we're always kind of thinking on the fringe of protection, right? We're thinking, you know, I want to make sure that I survive the day, you know, yeah. and that I have a good day and I draw in lots of prosperity and um, positivity and all that's part of protection magic, I think. Oh, uh. Yeah, I think everyone need. I think everyone needs this episode right now. I know I fucking need this episode. So I yeah. mean, Sean, take it away. Like, 
All right, so our resources for this episode are Basics of Protection and Basics of Banishing, Binding, and Unbinding, all YouTube videos from Chaotic Witch Aunt. We've mentioned her bef- them before. Um, I, if I have misgendered them also previously, I apologize. Um, I'm, I'm not sure of what gender pronoun they prefer, so I'm just going to go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love Chaotic Witch Aunt. Oh We've mentioned them God. before. They are so amazing. And are they younger than us? Are they younger? Yes. Yes. There is so much knowledge to them. Like you, it feels like they have lived a lifetime. Yes. Like I swear to God, there is so much ancestral magic there. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they're 22 years old. And I just, when they said that, I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) But I mean, you know, that just goes to show age is but a number. It doesn't matter, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And if you are, if you are 22 years old, if you're 52 years old, like it doesn't matter. You could start your craft at any point in your life and you can be beginner anytime. I mean, I feel like I am a beginner at things all the time when I learn these new great aspects of magic that I just never thought of before. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that, those videos, we have talked about Chaotic Witch Hunt before. Please go check out their YouTube channel because they have amazing, like, beginner, middle, uh, everything, link, you know, journey uh, videos, everything. Yeah. So the other resource is Protection and Reversal Magic by Jason Miller. Jason Miller is just fucking awesome. Um, I love this author so much. Um, and I would definitely suggest this as a great book for anyone that's um, getting into protection magic. So let's jump into it shall we let's freaking jump into it okay introduction of the google doc so what is protection magic it is protecting your energy and sacred spaces from all energies and or spirits that are harmful or unwelcome is important in keeping yourself safe as a practitioner either when doing ritual work or your day-to-day life like Mm -hmm. that's plain and simple seriously plain and very very plain and simple yeah jason miller author of Protection and Reversal Magic says, the path of the magician or witch has its own dangers. Paul Hewson in his book, Mastering Witchcraft, warned the moment that you set upon the path of witchcraft, a call rings out on in the unseen world announcing your arrival. Not everything that hears this call will have your best intentions at heart. Oh my God, I love that quote. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, you know, when you set on the path to witchcraft, um, everything sees you and you see everything. And, you know, not everything is positive. Not everything is negative. Not everything is neutral. So that's like super important to remember when you're entering um, just any kind of spell work, any kind of ritual work, or just, you know, the world of spirituality that so many ancient energies exist on the same plane as you and you know respect is paramount but also protecting yourself is going to be number one for you Mm, mm, chaotic witch aunt breaks down two different types of protection on their youtube channel so there's spatial protection which is also known as warning the home space altar places of power etc to keep those areas protected This kind of protection can be tethered to a physical spell or ward intended specifically to protect the space and its inhabitants. So we just use a word there that you might not know, or you might know it. An example of a ward is a protection bag, a sewn pillow, jar with protective ingredients with sigils added. 
physically tethered to an area, so tied or nailed onto a door or sprinkled in the quarters of the home, room, or yard. Wards can and should be redone and reinforced frequently by being either completely dismantled and recycling the components when appropriate or reinforcing the spell intention. Um, Courtney, it's really funny. I don't think you realized you were warding in your first apartment when you had all those bags of crystals. It's like you read my mind. You literally read my mind when I was reading that. I had no fucking clue. And I just did it here too. I honestly, like, I didn't really know what warding was until doing this research and literally reading that. I was like, oh my God, wait, Mm -hmm. whoa. Like I didn't know that I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So for context, Courtney, um, before like you were even really like into full witchcraft, I feel like you, I remember coming to your apartment in New York one day and it was your, um, your original apartment Mm -hmm. and you had little spell bags full of crystals tied to every single door. And I was like, Ooh, what's, what's going on here? And you're like, it just feels better when I have these crystals on the door doorknobs. It feels like the energy is just refreshed when I touch the doorknob. Cause I'm a so, crystal bitch. I'm a, I'm a crystal bitch. Like crystal bitch through and through, <laughs> aren't we all? And yeah, I, I took from that. I was inspired by that. So I actually have um, things on all my door handles and I cleanse my door handles regularly um, because, you know, that's the first thing people touch. Yeah. So yeah, super cool. So that's, um, that's a great award is like a, a physical ward. A spell bag is a great example of spatial protection. Um, personal protection is the second uh, aspect of protection that chaotic, witch aunt touches on. So that's employing the use of enchanted jewelry, sigils and clothing, amulets, charms, veiling, all examples of keeping an enchanted object on your person to protect you. So carrying it around with you everywhere. Other forms of protection to safeguard your physical and spiritual bodies include protection candles, plants with protection stones in the actual pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spell bags, witches bottles, which contain physical parts of you like hair, nails, or urine to trap harmful spirits. All those can be considered personal wards. So once again, warding is achieved through energy tethering, tethering a spell to a specific object. So so one of the things that I that I have every day on is an enchanted piece of jewelry. You taught you know? me that. You taught me that. I remember anytime that we were shopping in New York, you're like, you need this bracelet. Like you need this tiger's eye. Like you need this amethyst on you. Like you need that. I'm like, huh, I never thought about wearing crystals like on my body like that. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be crystals. Like if you just have like a sterling silver necklace or a gold necklace or whatever that you want to enchant, you can absolutely imbue it with the energy of protection, protecting, protecting your person, protecting your space um, and anoint it with ritual oil or cleanse it with smoke or, or um, holy waters or whatever calls to you. It's funny because I make Zach carry a ward on him and Vivian has a ward on her at all yes, times she does. too. Yes, she does. So I'm actually going to make my mom start carrying a ward as well. So like it just wards are perfect for, for everything. And it's easy. It's easy to yeah. do it. Absolutely. So um, protective ingredients, crystals, herbs, ritual oils can also be employed as a spatial or personal ward. So we'll discuss that in depth later. Um, so what, what does happen if you're hexed or attacked regardless of your spatial protection, of your personal protection, your wards, blah, blah, blah. So return to sender spells, which we can talk about at a later date. Um, we won't get too into it in this episode, but 
return to sender spells, Google it. Um, there's uh, spells that are great ways to reverse a magical attack while banishing can remove unwanted spirits from your space and binding can keep a specific person or spirit from targeting you again. Mm-hmm. Just threw a lot out there. Mm-hmm. So that's once again, return to sender spells, which is going to be returning the energy that someone sent to you back to them. Um, binding, um, which can keep a specific person or an entity from targeting you and then banishing, which can remove unwanted spirits from your space. Have you done one of these spells before? Oh, I've done them all. Um, a very simple return to sender spell. Um, I sometimes call them justice spells too. Mm, yes. Um, is enchanting a mirror and putting it on your altar to rebound any energies that come at you will hit the mirror and go back. I remember that. I remember that. I've also kept them on my front door as well to rebound any ener- any negative energy that tries to enter my home through the front door back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like every subject we cover, this isn't a definitive guide. There are many resources, even from the ones that we've mentioned in the beginning of the episode that go more into depth, but you can never never do enough research on protection. Mm, Okay. So next part is daily protection practices. Jason Miller says serious practitioners of magic do magic every day, not spell work necessarily, but something that clears the mind, fortifies the spirit and gives some protection against assaulting forces. Before we concern ourselves with defending against specific attacks, we should first develop a regimen of regular practice that will strengthen our natural defenses so that minor assaults are automatically deflected and so that we can keep ourselves grounded and centered in any more serious situations that may arise. I mean, that could be like your, your, your routine for the day that we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect, perfect way to just incorporate protection magic into your everyday. Yeah. Yeah. Being vigilant will become a learned trait, but calming the mind and learning how to open up that connection of knowing is key. And oh my God, I mean, I love, I mean, the last one we talked about meditation, like meditation is a process for alleviating the grasping at thoughts and cutting through mental distractions. This grasping and distraction is sometimes known as monkey mind, referring to the way in which our minds tend to behave mechanistically and simply react to push and pull of cause and effect rather than make decisions from a position of pure consciousness and true will. I mean, meditation is just so, oh, it's so good for everything. It is hard. It is so hard to meditate when you're first starting. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm not even doing meditation right because songs will still be coming into my head when I'm trying to like calm my mind down, but you just have to let it like flow. You just have to let it flow. Yeah, it's it's so difficult to start it. Um, I actually want to start. I do it like sporadically, but I at, like throughout the day. But I want to start it like have like an hour to myself in the morning. Like get up super early, and after I work out, like just kind of sit and just have like some time with my deities and do some meditation and just like calm yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I I always think whenever I think meditation, I think of you because you're yeah, such like a like a very meditative person. And I feel Thanks. like you have a very good grasp on that. Yeah. Yeah. You totally, yeah. I, th- I, I feel like you're a good person to look to for like meditation, you know, questions. And Thanks, man. And I concern. appreciate that. I'm not, like I said, <laughs> I'm not like the best at it, but I, 
we got to try. We got to go somewhere. We got to try. We got to try. We got to try. So Miller suggests adopting a specific posture for meditation. And once that is achieved, employ guided breathing exercises to ease your body into a meditative focus. There are many guided meditations that could be found on YouTube. And when starting off, it is easy to put them on before bed and learn to train your body into a meditative state when you are closest to it naturally. Like I think, so there's YouTube, there's so many apps, like there's Calm, there's, um, uh, what is the mind, other one? Mind space or yeah, headspace. Like headspace. Headspace. Like you can find so many things. And oh my god, this is this is a funny story. So every Sunday, I would have an acting class back in New York every Sunday night. And our teacher, she's an amazing actor. Like she's she's very known. She would always make us meditate, and it was so funny one time because it was so soothing. <laughs> one of the people in the acting class actually fell asleep and was snoring. <laughs> because we're all laying like in a circle like laying on the floor and it's so like calming and I also remember there was one time when I was meditating my grandma I saw my grandma's face like come Mm. over me to make sure like I don't know if that was like you're okay like you're good like I saw her face maybe that was Celine I don't know this could have been happening years ago and I didn't even know that she was calling out to me but it was so funny because when we all got up one of the I mean he was just past the fuck out. <laughs> and that means that you were doing it right I would be so in a group setting I would be so stressed out that I would like rip a big fart and oh. some like that would just break the focus of everything because that's what I thought you were going for that's what I thought oh. you were gonna say I mean I probably have I probably have done that maybe not like in that acting class but like that oh my god I never <laughs> thought of that now you will <laughs> <gasps> But yeah, meditation is just so important. Like it, it, it can be employed through everything. Like if you're having like a stressful, if you have a really stressful job, like finding ways to just like take five minutes to get into like a meditative trance and like kind of break your, your tension a bit. Like Ah. I know that's so easier said than done, but and even like, you know, I've been meditating a lot before bed. Like I put on a guided meditation and then I actually like fall asleep. Mm, that's so amazing. I don't know if that's, that's the right way to do it. But. No, that's honestly, absolutely amazing. That's like, your mind is going to shut off and hopefully you're going to like pass the fuck out. Yeah. Because I believe in, I don't know where I read this or if I'm even, if this is even like true, but I might just be making this up, but I, I thought that I read somewhere that, um, when you're entering a meditative state, you are like very close to how you are pre-REM, mm-hmm. pre-REM sleep. So it's like, that's what the state we're trying to achieve. And that's why it's like so easy to like listen to guided meditations as you fall asleep. But yeah. Oh, I think, I think that's totally true. And I think it also depends on like, you know, when you close your eyes and you get into that state and you see colors. Yeah. I think it also depends on what colors you're seeing too. Like, I feel like the meditative state, I always, for some reason, see yellow and orange Mm. and like bright colors. I don't know what that means, but I feel like it does. But we should bring someone on that's like good with their auras and like they can tell us like what that means. That'd be fun. I'd really like to learn more about that. That'd be fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Meditation is is key. That's a great place to start. And, you know, Another um, aspect that Miller mentions as a daily practice is banishing rituals. So Mm. banishing rituals are short daily rituals for grounding and centering, connecting with the divine, defining sacred space, and clearing away discursive 
that's a nice word, discursive, spirits and forces. So popular banishing rituals noted by Miller are the Order of the Golden Dawn's lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. You might have heard of it. You might not have. It's pretty popular. Mm. Um, And a ritual of Miller's own design called the the Sphere of Hekas, based on materials derived from his contact with, you guessed it, Hecate. What's Um, up? What is up? My girl. So when I read that, I was like, this book was meant to fall into my hands. I mean, and Hecate was probably like, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm." She was like tapping her like nail against her head. Like, when are you going to realize, girlfriend? When, (laughs) where where are we at? Uh, While Miller's ritual is complex and ethereal, I mean, I read through it. It's like a couple pages long. It's beautiful. It's Mm. so cool. I kind of like envisioned it with him. Um, The general idea of both rituals employ the invocation of elements and spirits, the formulation and intonation of symbols and incantations and physical movement. So this is just to give you an idea of what the rituals involve. Um, That's kind of what both like the lesser, uh, lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and the sphere of Pekas, they both like revolve around those aspects. So that's what the rituals involve for those of us who have disabilities. Um, There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of like symbolism, incantation work. Um, So regardless, finding a banishing ritual to add to your daily or weekly arsenal is recommended. You know, you don't need to go and do like a, a very complex ritual every day, but doing some kind of banishing ritual to just banish negativity, ne- negative thoughts, a negative, um, negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, ringing it in with positivity, just what you want to surround yourself with that day. I think that's totally uh-huh. understandable. I love that. So banishing and binding could be considered offensive or defensive magics, both methods to help when something goes wrong. So chaotic, which on bringing them back in explains that banishing is not only good for negative energies and entities, but banishing is what we do to protect when, when our protections fail or when we get an attachment, it happens Mm. sometimes. Uh Banishing herbs, they suggest in their video, um, which I often use in my protection rituals as well. And banishing rituals, cinnamon, cayenne, chili peppers, rosemary, bay leaves, cedar, frankincense, coffee, anise, cloves, garlic, dill, strong smelling or tasting herbs. And these can also be included in return to sender spells as well. Mm-hmm. Banishing stones, uh, they included as well. Black jasper, black tourmaline, clear and smoky quartz jet. I also personally use obsidian and tiger's eye because yes. those are my favorite, like kind of protective banishing type stones. Um, so the reason I mentioned these stones and herbs is because these are both great ingredients to add to spell bags. Other protective ingredient stones can be swapped out, but the intention is specifically banishing here, not protection. So um, whatever you want to use that calls to you that like is associated typically with banishing. And, and here's the thing, it doesn't have to be, but the intention that you set is going to be banishing so, you know, when you're creating, yeah, when you're creating your spell bags, um, those are great additions to it. 
That's super, super interesting that you say that, like, whatever, like, is, like, drawn to you. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of TikTok, and, like, I appreciate the TikTok, but Baileys have been really, like, attracting me recently, Mm. and I bought Baileys because I thought I was thinking, like, especially during the full moon, I didn't do it, which is fine, but I saw something that you write your name and you write what you want to, like, let go of or, like, negative energy on the bay leaf, and then you burn it. Yeah. Oh, I do that all the time. I do oh that my for, God. Yeah. I do that for intention setting too, uh, during the new moon. So oh. I'll write what I want. Um, I like, I'll write my name or someone else's name or whatever, if I'm manifesting for someone else and I'll write that on a bay leaf and I'll write on the back, I'll write like the intention and then I'll burn it and I'll ask Hecate to be here and to bless it and to help me, you know, bring forth this energy into my life. Um, oh. But during the full moon, absolutely use that for banishing or anytime, you know? Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, I think I might do that tonight then just because it's time. It's time. It is time. So as you cleanse your space regularly, you can include casual banishments in your regimen to remove negativity from your space. So the second ritual we're going to talk about, we just talked about, um, Banishing, we're going to talk about binding. Binding rituals are employed before a banishing ritual to stop an entity entity or a person from causing harm. So you've probably seen the craft. You've probably seen there was a binding ritual noted in the craft, um, which I believe one of the witches basically took a picture of the other witch and took a thread and started binding the thread around the picture of the witch. Or maybe she had a doll. I'm not really sure. Um, but she had an incantation that she was using. Um, but that is, that is often cited as, as an example of binding. So a simple binding is creating a witch's ladder, which is charms knotted or braided into a long piece of hair or string, or simply writing the name of the person or entity on a piece of paper and binding it with intent and string. Mm -hmm. So Unbindings can be done when a spirit has attached itself to you or an object around you. Unbindings are often lumped in with cord cutting rituals. So there's a lot of like different rituals that can be used to release um, that employ cords. Um, Cord cutting rituals are super cool. It's basically taking two candles, um, taper candles, and setting them like probably like two inches from apart from each other. I often, when I do this, will set the two candles in a bowl of salt mm-hmm. and, or black salt, if you wish. I, I love, we love black salt. Um, and binding those two candles with a cord. Um, and when, you know, you set the intention of what you want to release, who you want to release, you know, energies that you want gone from your life. And when the candles burn down and um, burn, it'll burn the cord. So it is, you are officially cutting that connection out of your life. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all, it's all coming together. It's so. all coming together. And like our final part of the Google doc is talking about offerings, which Sean, you have taught me so much about offerings. And I feel like I'm still not doing my job with Celine with offerings, but like, I'll get there, but you are just with all of your deities, you are so amazing with giving them offerings and really just, I mean, whereas banishing rituals seek to keep danger at bay by force, offerings are a pacifying practice that protects by offering an olive branch to hostile spirits and elemental forces. A large part of the shaman's role in traditional culture deals with mending harmful breaches committed by humans in our day-to-day 
our day-to-day dumbassness and smoothing our relationship between the world and the next. By making offerings, we send a signal to essentially make reparations for our offenses, which is true. Yeah. I mean, offerings are great to appease. Offerings are great to feed, um, feed energies, feed your deities. Um, you can make an offering to any, like when you're doing these various protection, binding, uh, banishing rituals, um, you know, making an offering to whatever force that you're trying to call in is a perfect way to, um, help strengthen that spell as well. So besides apologistics, which is a word that I made up, I think that should be in the dictionary. That should, that that (laughs) should be in the dictionary now. Mm -hmm. Apology logistics. Um, Offerings are valuable ways in which we can gain spiritual allies that aid your sorcery, manifestations, and wardings. So we've talked about deities before. We've talked about spiritual connection in our last um, learning episode. A big reason um, I think that a lot of practitioners uh, go to like kind of veer to protection magic um, under some kind of like spirit or spiritual deity or, or what have you is in order to have that specific spirit help protect them. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's a woman who is, um, pregnant and she's worried about her childbirth. Maybe mm, she's doing mm-hmm. more natural childbirth and not doing it in the hospital. She would want to pray to a fertility goddess or a goddess of childbirth or what have you specifically to, um, really, protect that act that she's she's going to be going through very soon so there are specific gods and goddesses that you can call in or spirits uh elementals that you can call on for specific things um hecate is the protection protector of women of children of women in childbirth um she's she's very a protection of the home she is very much associated with protection magic which is one of the big reasons that I was attracted to her initially I love that she kind of has her like hounds of hell kind of like badass yeah her badass like you know if you're gonna mess with me I'm gonna stick my dogs on you kind of thing and that's like my energy (laughs) even though my dog would run the other way (laughs) so oh Vivi Viv so yeah um spirits can definitely help with your protection magic absolutely so we can leave physical offerings to the spirits in which they feed off of the essence of the offerings over long periods of time so i've talked about how i have a um an offering bowl where i leave root vegetables which as we know preserve pretty well um so hecate will get her ginger root she'll get her garlic she'll get you know all Mm. the all the roots um so there's that, or we can send mental offerings into the universe and dedicate certain actions or energies to a spirit or spirits. Many spirits source nourishment from the smoke burning herbs we use or incense. There are formal rights to offer thanks to spirits, protectors or familiars for working on your behalf or watching out for you. But offerings can also be left unceremoniously in a sacred space with your intent set to dedicate it so very low maintenance example of an offering is lighting your deity candles and offering yes. up a prayer yes a kind thought or even a good morning which is you know what i do every yeah day. yeah so so yeah that's, that's it yeah that's that is offerings that is the basics of protection magic and 
There are so many ways to dig deep, deep. Hi. There are so many ways to, that was a good poop. That looked like, that sounded like a big poop, you know? And uh, there are so many ways to dig deeper into this subject through your research. But keep practicing. But keeping a practice of surrounding yourself in daily protections is the best way to get ahead of negative energies that may swing your way. And I wish I would have done this like the past two fucking weeks. But guess what? I didn't. But now I'm going to. And we learned from it. We learned from it. And we learned from it. And that, I mean, that's the episode. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a shorter episode, but like, it's all like, it's good. This is good. Yeah, I would say like um, this subject warrants a lot of research because like everybody's way of practicing is different. And I think that, you know, you need to find what works for you. If you can't perform the lesser ritual of the pentagram every day, you know, lesser banishing banishing ritual of the pentagram, then don't, you know, if that's Mm -hmm. just like not for you, if you physically can't do it, then don't, you know? So I think finding your groove in any aspect of magic, especially protection, because it's like so, so important to protect yourself in this spiritual world. Um, Because, you know, the the material world and the magical world are one in one, Mm -hmm. you know, when we, when we enter on this magical path, we realize that there is magic in the mundane. There's magic in everything. Everything is mystical. And I mean, just to think about it, like, I know I say this a lot, but break it down. How the F are we alive right now? We're literally, we're meat suits. We're meat suits (sighs) walking around with electricity in our heads. Like how- Tell me that is not magic, you know? Oh, like, it please. is. Yeah. No, oh, it is. Like the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just like, I just feel like I see magic in everything. And if you don't, that's okay. But I think entering into this world, you're going to find that everything becomes mystical. You know, when you walk this path with your spirits, you're going to want to be protected when it comes to that. So Keep up mm. your words, babies. Freaking preach it. Like, if you like this episode, if you liked our past episodes, come on, guys, you know what to do. You like, like, share, <laughs> subscribe. Also, we've been getting so many, like, wonderful comments, like, when people are, are um, rating our podcast. Like, thank you so much. There was the last, the last one that I read. I was like, oh, my God, they get, like, that's amazing. That's so nice. So, please, like, if you want to leave a comment, if you want to leave, like, anything, please do. Find us on the Instagram, find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Anchor, you know, all the freaking drill, like, oh my God, next week's episode is going to be so freaking good. Just wait, like, oh my God, you're going to be like mind blown. (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) And I think, is that it? Is that, is that? That's it. Just, you know, keep protecting yourself, babes, because um, you never know. You never know what's going to get thrown at you by the universe, by another practitioner, by a spirit. So just 101, keep your protections up um, because, you know, when we walk down this path, we don't want to walk down it blind. So Mm. keep it up, y'all. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. We love you. We want you to be protected. So we're sending you energy. Yes. (laughs) 